to the DIY Animation Show, where we get to the heart of what it means to be an independent animator. I'm Lauren Morse. And I'm Jessica Dahl. Together with our guests, we'll explore tips, tricks, the psychological, the fundamental, and above all, how to make whatever you can with whatever you've got. From the keys to the breakdowns and everything in between. The timing's right to do it yourself. Let's get rolling! the DIY animation show. Hello and guten Tag, mein Freund. Ah, yeah. We are here with part two of our interview with Thomas Wellman, background artist on Clarence and Summer Camp Island, Adventure Time storyboard artist, illustrator, and an indie comics creator in his spare time. Yep. Last time in part one, Thomas shared his process for creating backgrounds for animation, as well as discussing his lo-fi grounded approach to making his art and encouraging the evolution of your visual style. And in case you missed it, be sure to check out his latest book, Nika Lotte Mangold. It looks so good and it's available from publisher Rotopole Press. Mm -hmm. We'll have the link in the show notes and on our social posts for this episode. So you can fill your eyeballs with a whole story's worth of Thomas's art. Ah, the best. So beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) So today in part two of our interview, Thomas talks about his free fly approach to character design, his creative process for making his comics. He breaks down some helpful techniques for creating crazy perspective backgrounds, discusses the importance of finishing things, and of course, he shares the one most vital thing he thinks a DIY animator or creator needs. Ooh. Yeah. Plus, we have a bonus conversation on whether we really need websites and what Germany's comic scene was like. Mm-hmm. Thomas has such great creative energy and a real passion for exploring and making. So grab your bare essentials and your adventure boots and let's get on with the show! Yeah! Here we go! It's been really cool hearing about your process for how you do stuff. And it seems like there's so much freedom with how you go about your stuff, which is just, it's a breath of fresh air. It's cool. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I wanted to ask earlier along that point, does that translate into your character designs as well when you're drawing? Or do you plan out your characters at all? Or are they pretty free form? Sometimes I'm, or or often in my comics, I just introduce a character with, with... Maybe I'm too impatient for that, but I don't do a lot of character design beforehand. I just put them in the put them in the scene, and often that leads to to a character that's really hard to draw for me. So, <laughs> so um, but um, yeah, that's that's mostly. I got maybe some rough sketches for a character or a rough idea, and then I just put it put put them in and try and see how they are working out. So mm-hmm. that's what I do with most of my comics. So. I'm just I'm looking at some of your work and I'm like, wow, that's really <laughs> cool. <laughs> no, I love that. As as you're drawing those characters and and literally just drawing them into your shot, pretty much. Do you find that you already have a personality in mind for them or that, you know, that you already have an intention for them? 
in a story and that you're trying to convey that through their design? Or again, is the design just, is it more about what looks good for the shot, seeing like if it works basically? Yeah, I have, obviously I'm not, often I do like uh, detailed character designs. I do it sometimes for the main characters. So with what I'm starting, but if I'm like uh, um, doing a storyboard, my storyboards are really loose. Uh, there's often like a placeholder character for for a character, like um, like a shape, a general shape with eyes or something. <laughs> like that would uh-huh. be that and that and that character. And then yeah, then I have a, a, like a characteristic or a general shape in mind for for that. But um, then I'm often drawing it right away in the first panel they appear because I'm always working like page per page to, to, to finish, uh, finish it up. Mm-hmm. And when the first panel they appear, <laughs> often that's the final design. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think I it, love is, that. it has a lot of stupidness also to it, but that's how I like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you like it, there's nothing wrong in that. I, I, I love it. That sounds, so, <laughs> that sounds super great. Yeah. And I guess touching on your storyboards, what sort of impact do the storyboards have on the backgrounds? Um, I'm not doing a lot of storyboarding right now, but but back mm-hmm. then when I storyboarded for Adventure Time, it had I learned a lot about. Um, I can't say what exactly, but I learned a lot in general, a lot of small things that definitely influenced my personal work and with the backgrounds as well. Um, there's always little things that I learn with with each each new background. I think and stuff that I pick up that I that influences my other work. What I think what definitely influenced my work is that my work got more and more like lean clear, maybe mm-hmm. more and more like smoother and, and cleaner. Yeah, that's something I think that I had to do also a little bit with doing more or aiming to do more uh, more work in animation. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, but, but <laughs> seems so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's maybe something that influenced it. That's yeah. interesting. Do you was it just like the amount of work you were doing was it was influencing you to become cleaner or was it that um Maybe it's it's also that I got a lot more practice. Maybe it's simply a that that I got a lot more drawing practice like on actual not not doodling or not not sketching but really having to finish stuff. Maybe that's it or maybe it's just my my preferences that I said before that the small decisions or the small things that I like about certain things that they lead to this style and yeah. which, which, I, which I'm questioning now again because it's, it, it's a lot more work for my personal comics to, <laughs> to be that clean it, it would be much easier if I had a more rough style for the for the for it so I'm <laughs> maybe with the next thing I'm trying to go back to a more rough Uh (laughs) getting the best of both worlds pretty much yeah yeah, and and, and with comics it's always about doing something that's fast Mm -hmm. Uh, for me it is i i want to to get to tell stories and i need to be fast for that because i like making books (laughs) and i hate working on on a thing for 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 a long time i don't like that so much so it's about yeah yeah being no that, that's so true yeah comic work just sounds me like especially um just looking at web comics online and you have your own web comic too i believe Nah, not really it just oh, not it really? was <laughs> I, that that's a project that um I, I i have a long a book that has been a long long way coming yeah and no. and um and i tried to i'm still working on it that's that's an example of 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 uh of a really huge project that's 
um, I tried to manage it and try to, to get that done. And one experiment that I did was to try and publish it as a webcomic for myself, motivation, and also for like doing advertising for it. But uh, I cancelled uh -huh. it again. So I'm working in silent again. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> when it comes to comics, because that's because, yeah, because especially for animation projects, they can take a long time. And it seems that comic artists are able to just I like I admire their speed. Like I like I know that like that there's a lot more that goes into it than just like speed. But again, comic artists just seem so efficient. Do you find that there's anything that helps you when you're drawing your comics that helps you to be efficient with getting your comics out or to be faster? Mm, yeah. When, when you do a comic that's really personal without any, any um, big ideas behind it, just, just the small decisions, like, like I like to say. Uh, <laughs> the small decisions are super good. <laughs> super good. It's, uh, if you just can concentrate on, on, on making it and not have... Uh, the, the comic that, that went really quick for me was Pimo and Rex, which came out in 2013. Oh, yeah. Uh, that went really good for me because this was 100% my, my own stuff. And really, I did it just for me, and that went really fast. So that's, there was the least amount of pressure behind it. It, it was originally developed for a comics anthology. It was mm -hmm. one sh short story. And I just did it very quick. And then I was asked by my publisher to, if I could maybe add another story and do a full book on it. And uh, so this was, I, I was fast on that because it was really just me without having any big ideas behind it or, or having to do it for a certain group of people or, you know, there were no expectations beyond my, my, my own. And my own weren't just to do this thing, not to... Um, I didn't have yeah. too, too big ambitions about it, just to make it a nice piece. And that, that went yeah. really well. And I think that's important to have, to like give your best, but be very uh, relaxed about it. That's, I think that's something that's really important to have, whatever you do. Like, um, do your best, but not in a way that you have to grind or, or get uh, panicked. So, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. not putting too much pressure on yourself to make it yeah. like... Yeah, maybe. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but I, but 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 you have to 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 put a lot of work in it, but not too much pressure on yourself. So you know. Yeah. I mean? mm -hmm. It's it, it almost seems like um like not putting the pressure on like inadvertently on yourself internally going. Yeah. I need to make this the best, and it's just yeah, it's yeah, more about course. focusing on I need to I do I want to get this done how I want to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Genau. Yeah. Genau. <laughs> yeah, genau. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's also that. That's what I see in. Um, I I wouldn't say that I had the most productive like um, time in university, and that was because I rarely had like a seminar or a course or a um, thing where I where there was a finished product product at the end. It was always like a concept for something or. Uh, the product of, of the seminars weren't like uh, applicable in real life, and um, mm. it, it, it it never had like maybe for example it, it was never was like it not the end of the of the seminar you have like uh, to make a, a short movie or a short film or a, or like a book or a small zine or something, and I found that was finishing my my um, diploma which was a comic it was one of the first things that I really had to finish. And that gave me a lot of experience. 
I think it's very important to finish things, yeah. <laughs> and then eventually you get better, but not to, to, to have the pressure that this next thing is the big thing that... Yeah. That it's going to be like the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just, just, doing, just doing your... I don't want... I, I, everything I say is just what I, say, I think at the moment, so I don't know if anything is... <laughs> probably not right so <laughs> <laughs> no it's all sounding great so far yeah, i want just wanted to clarify that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like but thomas 20 years ago you said this <laughs> yeah i tried to to um say something else every time i i'm asked no i don't but so that i can't be held accountable for anything so. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great um, but yeah, but that's so true with just finishing stuff. Like you, you yeah. gain so much experience just from that <clears throat> act alone. Yeah. It seems. That's such a good mm -hmm. skill to have as well, to be able to finish things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you can reevaluate that, that finished thing and say, oh, okay, next time I'm going to change it or do, yeah. do that differently or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, speaking of thinking about how like you would maybe like, mm -hmm. like, I think that could act as a very nice segue into some background technical questions that Lauren and I have for you, if that's okay. A segue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> Changing yeah, yeah. So one thing that we were really curious about when it comes to making backgrounds is, you know, occasionally in a background, a character will interact with it or even the background itself will be animated to some degree. We were wondering when it comes to creating those backgrounds, how do you plan for those interactive portions of your environment? Mm. That's a bit mysterious to me as well because I <laughs> really, I've never been to the US and I've never visited, sadly, I've never had the opportunity to visit the studio that I actually work for. So <laughs> it's always, I'm always learning more and more about the, the real process that, that uh, a whole animation process and how it, uh, everyone uh, is working together. So animated backgrounds are rare. It's often, for example, I can remember one where we had a, like a monster truck driving on a muddy field towards the viewer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, <laughs> I just drew that. I just drew <laughs> like one still of it. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and I think, I don't know, I think maybe a lot of these are also done by... Uh, Special effect designers, right? Maybe. Okay. With um, with, uh, with the monster truck mud shot, um, mm -hmm. was the entire ground animated, or was part of yeah. it? Yeah, no, it was um, okay. the entire background. The ground was animated, it, and also the I think also there were some speed lines in uh, the background, and um, that's that's an example for for a completely animated background. And I mm -hmm. just I, I think I just designed it. Like really to say, and I don't know what they added in the in the process to it, so that the studio that studio that animates the whole mm -hmm. thing have all the animation that uh, all the information that they need to do it. I I really, I'm sorry that I can't be uh, more specific about that. Uh, no, that's cool. I think they are, they, they are just a handful of like fully animated backgrounds I ever designed, and it was never a big problem. So. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, when where, when you do have to do those kind of backgrounds, do you mm. draw the different elements on separate layers, or is it just all on one layer? Yeah, sometimes. 
if you have like a, a pen or something and and you have some an overlay yeah, yeah also yeah. that too yeah yeah yeah, just just <laughs> simply different layers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So it's kind of uh, mimicking the multiplane kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. That's super cool. Yeah. Also, it's just this one show that I work on, and other shows might have a different like. Obviously, if you have uh, Amazing World of Gumball or something where you have mm. real life backgrounds, it's something entirely different, I think. But mm -hmm. yeah, or three D stuff or something. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had to draw a background where the perspective changes from like the start of the shot to the end of the shot? Uh, yeah, but they, those are called like, for example, a banana pen, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> if uh -huh. you have like, um, yeah, a turnaround of a character, then, then it's just a big long pen and you have to apply the perspective for that, which is always a bit a curved perspective. Mm. Yeah, but... but the drawing perspective it's not very much different as well. so I, I don't really draw differently for that maybe with less details sometimes mm -hmm. or if you have like a quick pan upwards or something then I uh, draw like a blur effect a <laughs> bit like like or like a, a morph like like stuff more if, if the camera moves really quickly on one part then uh, then stuff deforms a bit so yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So you can get a bit creative with the uh, with how it looks in the quick section. Yeah, but but mostly that's that's something that is specifically planned already from the storyboarder mostly. So they have the idea for that, and they um, have like that's something that will be in the sketch. Oh wow! Because that's something that's that's crucial for for the shot, and so it mostly will be in the sketch that I get. Mm. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah, with that, so with those transitions, and that makes sense that that would be in the storyboard beforehand. With other pans and transitions, are you generally aware of how fast that transition is going to go? Like if it'll be... Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm getting an animatic already, so also oh. with sound, so that's that's what, what, we, what we have to work on, so mm. or to work off, so we um, have a pretty good idea what this has to feel like, so... That's cool. Yeah, that's really nice. So yeah, that that makes sense. Then I was I was going to ask for your multiplane shots. If you're the one that's having to measure out basically how long maybe like the foreground is in comparison to the background, but it sounds like again maybe that's already accounted for from the animatic stage. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. I just had a follow-up question to the those sort of banana pans that you were saying about. Mm -hmm. Is it literally just a case of kind of drawing things in one perspective at, at, at one end and then drawing them again in the new perspective in the middle and then at the other end and then just kind of joining up the perspective somehow because it just blows my mind how they work they're phenomenal and I can never get my head I think, around it I think if you if you see it it's it's not not so complicated I think it's just like for example, if you have a character in the middle and the camera like moves around the character, mm -hmm. like I don't know the technical term, it's the, it really just moves, gives you a 360 degree pan around the character, and the character is maybe for, in front of a house. So um, you just draw the house and you have to, <laughs> to curve it a little bit. That's all, and have <laughs> and do a background that like is uh, seamlessly fitting on the other side. If you have a full turnaround. You know? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's, I think that's, maybe that's... It's almost, really that simple, isn't it? it? Like it's, it's, Yeah, it's, wow. it's 
You just have to do it and try it, and then it works. I think that's it. Uh, it. It sounds really stupid. Maybe it's stupid, but it's no, no. It doesn't sound stupid at all. Because again, like no, there's I love a, it. It's so easy to overcomplicate things. And again, that's like that seems like it could be such a complicated thing, but it really just sounds like you just you just do it basically, and then you, you work it out. Yeah, I think what you can, what you have to, maybe there's, there are a ton of rules that you can, and there are, I think, that you can apply, apply to, to that for practice, but um, it's like, it's like when you, you know, when you do with your camera phone, like, like a 360 shot, and then you see how, how distorted that is, so that's oh, yeah. basically what you have to mimic in a drawing like that. Oh, wow, that's true. <laughs> how... <laughs> How do you make sure that your background is tying up to itself seamlessly? It's just a Photoshop filter. I don't know the name for it because I don't use it that often, but that's one method. You can just, there's a Photoshop filter that like pans your picture and puts it back together in the other end so that you, oh. you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I think know. It's, it's called tiles or something. And then you can just, that's an easy way to, to make a texture for, for, for a video game as well, if you only need one or something. Or, or if you want to have a seamless, um, a seamless background with a pattern of any kind. So it's just a Photoshop thing. And uh, then it continues itself, or it just, I, I, I hope I can describe it properly. It just moves through, it pans through, and, and adds the, one, the, the thing that it takes away from the left end to the right end. And then you just have to draw it uh, so that it fits, and that's it. Wow, that's <laughs> so the easy thing. It's so simple. That's amazing. <laughs> Photoshop yeah, is I just... think it's Photoshop and then filters and then something with tile. I, I don't really know what it. I feel like the more you learn about the program that you're using, just the better it can be. I like I I don't use Photoshop filters very often, but that's so. Ah, oh, it's so cool. I don't know. I just, I, I really want to try that out like right now, basically. Yeah. I never use Photoshop filters, but this one, I know. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it with us and spreading yeah. the knowledge. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, oh, I, I just have the German uh, version of Photoshop right now here. This, it won't do you any good, but it's filter <laughs> and I think it's, it's something like other filters or misc filters or something. Something. Uh -huh. <laughs> And then it's, uh, it's called Verschiebe effect in Germany. And it's, I think it's something with tile or something in English. I don't know. Oh, cool. Yeah, we'll have to, have to open up Photoshop later and see if we find it. Right. Yeah. But I don't know a lot about Photoshop. It's just staying with my basic tricks that work well with me. And occasionally, I, I think I can do a lot smarter than I do. But yeah. yeah. Well, it's whatever works, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great. All right. How does story inform the way you create backgrounds? Or maybe like more specifically, what are some ways to infuse your backgrounds with character? Um, when I'm doing comics, that's the thing what, when characters and backgrounds come together in my work is that I don't, I don't do a script at the beginning, but I'm, I, I don't yeah. write a script. I just put on sketches and, and find connections between them. So, or, or little, oh. little lines of dialogue or something and just put it right into the files, in the page files and find, find connections and work like that until it's uh -huh. finished. Oh, that's nice. So it's often that, that the background is like right there from the beginning and the characters as well. It's, it's not really it simultaneously with, with how I work. Uh -huh. So That's really cool. I think it's more about the, the scene and not, not so much about the singles 
the single uh, elements of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe. But often I think afterwards, oh, I could have done a much more <laughs> like hom homogeneous, hom homogeneous, homogeneous. <laughs> homogeneous. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I could have done a better, like a better, I could have supported the scene more with a, with a different approach to color or with a different perspective or something. That's often that I think that afterwards and that it seems uh, quite uh, imperfect, but, but I think that's, that's normal. It's quite imperfect to me, but um, it works somehow out and... Yeah. yeah, yeah, it seems very natural again. Mm. Yeah. When you're making your backgrounds, uh, starting from the storyboards or the animatic that you've got, perhaps you can summarize what are some of the most important things to bear in mind when planning out a background for animation? Mm. The two things that I maybe struggle the most with or, or the two things that I try to work on the most is simplification of objects and mm -hmm. stuff. And that... That has directly has to do with, with how the amount of detail that you have because it's I think it's uh, I think that's that's what drawing is about in general. But the highest skill in that is is that you can show a thing or or, or a machine or um, a, um, an object with as as less detail as possible and make it totally clear what it is so to get the essence of the form and and the functionality and exactly know what you how, how many lines you have to use to to make it clear what it is so that's i think that's pretty important to to doing a, a great drawing or a great background mm -hmm. yeah and to to know with how much simplification you can get away for example if you draw objects in the background and in the foreground you know <laughs> So, totally, totally. How, how, with what you can get away, with, with how less details you can still transport what you want to say. Yeah. But, but that's maybe specific to, to the thing that I work on. Other shows might need a lot, of mo a lot more details to, to get their style to communicate. Mm, yeah, that's great, though. I think that's a really good thing to, to keep in mind. I think it's easy to um, put in a lot of detail when perhaps you don't always need it. Yeah, and, and for me, it's always um, for for me the biggest challenge is to to like uh, really capture the essence of, of the things that I want to show. And um, when when, I, when it's really frustrating for me is, is when I have like complicated things that I have to draw in the background. I, I just get stuck in in too many lines that that like intersect each other and it's just a crumbling and, and, and a mess of tiny lines to, to and that's something that it itches in my fingers it's it's terrible so that that's the worst thing that I want to uh, work on to avoid so yeah yeah mm -hmm. what are you looking for in your own backgrounds as you're creating them if there's anything in particular yeah well that's for your personal work or for animated series Mm. Mm -hmm. I think it's always about. I, I think what what comes to mind is um, is a balance of things that you have like simply good balance of things like grouping together certain details in a natural in a way that feels natural but but is, is um, minimal in details and have uh, have areas where nothing happens and um, you know that's some <laughs> basic maybe some basic. Uh, just some basic layout stuff, but that's something that um, that's very important for me. Like I have a nice balance of, of objects that are adding to the story, but not too many because it shouldn't be distracting and it should serve the purpose of the story and the content. 
mm-hmm. and not be too too much de- deprivation of that derivation. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's super good. I love it. What's something that you're really enjoying about other artists' backgrounds right now that you've been wanting to incorporate into your own work? I don't think, like, I, I, I don't look purposefully at, or I don't search purposefully for other background artists' work. Mm-hmm. Um, I see occasionally, because some cartoonists that I really like are also background artists, for example, um, Nick Cross is also doing a lot of backgrounds that I really like. Yeah, and also, Nick, I love Nick Cross's work. It's so good. <laughs> I also like what Sam Bosma does for, for Steven Universe. It's also great. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Of, of course, uh, all the backgrounds for Adventure Time are, are a huge inspiration because they are so well-balanced in detail and so great with minimaliz- minimalization. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Also, my, my colleague, uh, Elm Esmelian, I hope I get his last name right because I never said it before. I just read it <laughs> and I never directly addressed him with it. Uh, he's also a huge, huge inspiration. He's so great with exactly how to get the essence of, a, of an object with, with as less details as possible. Mm. It's really amazing, a big influence on me on that. And uh, so, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that brings us to our last question. Mm. What's the one most vital thing you think DIY animators or creators should have? Mm-hmm. Let me press say this. I think, I think it's, uh, animation is really a pretty big part of my, my work or a really big like, connection of everything. Mm-hmm. So, it's, so that's that. And I think what people need... Or what, what someone needs. It's always dif- really different, difficult to say. But I think what's what's really basic is what I said before: is uh, to put things out and to maybe not be addressing some purpose. I think that's important. Not to 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 do it um, if if you do like if you want to do like only stuff for for commercial purpose, like like just um, documentary videos. Yeah. I'm getting lost here. <laughs> what I really think is important uh, for for anyone who wants to to have a, his uh, his or her own own like creative voice or, or personal voice is, is I think to to put stuff out and get, and finish stuff. Uh, I think that's crucial. Mm. It's uh, maybe that simple. That just to 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 you know Graham Nabel, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He does amazing short videos all on himself, and um, with great stories and great sound. And it's but it's really, really low-fi from the animation standpoint. It's really like there are just a few phases of animation in it, and it's really, really self-made. But it looks great, and it it, it makes sense. And uh, he just puts out a lot of it. And I think that's a great example of someone who's maybe not. I don't know him, but maybe that's someone who's. Uh, who has a great personal voice and just does it for himself. Yeah. And therefore, it's really great and unique. Oh, that's wonderful. That's really good. Yeah, just the fact of doing something for yourself and making it and getting it out there. Again, it just like, like it just blows my mind, like how simple everything, like you really just, it seems like you just really don't need to overcomplicate anything. Mm. It's really just as simple as making it and getting it out there, which is incredible you know (laughs) I think you need to reflect on that afterwards that's I think that's pretty important that you don't Mm -hmm. because you have a lot of people who are just running against walls 
again and again yeah. because they <laughs> think they're doing great and never get like anything anyone to criticize them i think that's very important too but mm -hmm. but you need to 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 put things out and maybe whilst doing it not to ask too many opinions about it or not to to do it for yourself i think mm. is, you know. mm -hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense so then as you're making it it's kind of a pure expression of yourself or your opinion on something but mm. then when you get it out that that makes sense to have a reflecting period afterwards yeah. It seems like it's like it's moving the reflection period from while you're working on the thing to after you're working on the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think you can't strictly like uh, uh, like divide it like, but but I I think mm -hmm. maybe my, maybe sometimes it's better not to ask for for an opinion, sometimes in some phases and just get things out, and mm -hmm. uh, that's maybe sometimes it's a more healthier healthier uh, thing for, for the actual piece of work afterwards to just do what you think is best now and uh, mm -hmm. make the decisions yourself. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, you, you start to find out much more easily, I suppose, what, what you really think about it and what you are liking about it without sort of comparing it or referencing anybody else's work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's super good. That's amazing. That's so nice. Cool. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Everything I say is uh, up for the debate very much. So. <laughs> <laughs> I... Oh, that's awesome. So, Thomas, where can people find you and your work? I have a, I have a website with a, a bedated portfolio. <laughs> because I'm, I'm questioning the whole website thing. I, I see oh, really? a lot of people... Yeah, a lot of people just especially in cartooning just have like tumblers or, or just instagram or, or or nothing at all and are doing fine so <laughs> <laughs> well that's really interesting yeah i think it's something else when you have like commercial really commercially when you're commercially active in like for, for doing like um illustration for 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 magazines what's it called again for editorial i think maybe there you need a portfolio it seems so mm -hmm. to me mm -hmm. but uh Maybe not for animation because the people that are working, maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe because the, the creators are, are actively connected to the scene and are seeing the work in, on social media more, maybe. Mm -hmm. mm, that's, yeah. a, that's an interesting thought. I hadn't really considered that. Is that a recent thought that you had or yeah. have you had some time to like experiment with it, maybe? I always have it when I see my website and think, oh, it's so old and, and uh, <laughs> I don't want to, to go through it and and resize everything and think about a new concept. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I, 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 I never had like a response, mm -hmm. a real response that it's really worthwhile doing it. So I don't really know if anybody, if I get any job for that, really. So mm. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Unclear to me. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I also have a Tumblr, which is much easier to, to, to maintain and, um, much and this, and you like the stuff or, or you put put extra uh, current stuff on on the tumblr and delete all stuff and nobody notices <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> no one saw a thing <laughs> uh, yeah and and that's in, uh, that's uh, and and if somebody will look, look up your work he will scroll through your tumblr uh, maybe everybody knows how to use that in in creative industries yeah so mm -hmm. maybe if you only work for customers who you don't come from that you need a proper 
proper um, website with a with a compelling design or something. But mm. yeah, I don't know. So that's my website. It's thomaswellman.eu, and it's Wellman with two L and two N. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, the same dot tumblr dot com and. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Wonderful. Amazing. Everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll uh, we'll be sure to provide all those links in the show notes too. So uh, so everyone will have instant access. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's really great. But really, though, that makes a lot of sense. Just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'd be curious to uh, look more into that in regards to website response versus more current social media platforms mm -hmm. just because i mean there's a level of interaction that's so immediate again through tumblr and instagram and all of that and then twitter and it seems like anymore there are so many like animation directors and art directors on there that, like there's so many people like there's so many people just in general just on those platforms it's really something Mm. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and you don't, I, I just realized that I'm not a web designer and I don't have to show up uh, a great web design. I just need to, to have something that shows the content the best way, but it don't, doesn't have to be like clever in itself necessarily mm -hmm. because I'm not a web designer. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're just trying to showcase your work and yeah. like, oh, this, is, this is what I do. Yeah, I mean, maintaining a website is so much work in and of itself. I am now that you've said that, I'm super tempted to consider other options than having an actual proper right. website. <laughs> yeah, or, or just a friend of mine just has a, has a thumb or several friends have just a, a Tumblr, <laughs> a, just a Tumblr with a with a design that that looks like not not too bloggish, not too mm -hmm. too uh, cheap, and and that's working fine for them. Also. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Wonderful. In your opinion, what do you think contributes to to like a nice looking Tumblr? Like when you say like so it doesn't <laughs> look too right. It's like when you say that like make sure you know like it, they don't look too blog like or too cheap. What do you think would make for a nice setup on? Well, we'll just use Tumblr as the example since like that's kind of like what we're, what we're talking <laughs> talking about now. Uh, uh, that would be from Nadine Redlich. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a dear friend and colleague of, colleague of mine. It's, she's a cartoonist also. So, but um, it totally depends on your style also. And if you, if you do like more punky, more like, I don't know, more, more trashy stuff, then, then maybe you can go with whatever you want to. And it works well. So it depends. So. You have to kind of tailor it to your art's aesthetic so that yeah. it complements it really nicely. Yeah, but it's just something clean that doesn't look too stupid and i think that's and and what what makes big pictures of your work i think that's mm. basically <laughs> what, what is most important for a cartoonist yeah that's, that's so good yeah that, that makes sense communicate it clearly that's great oh man thomas this has been so nice this yeah. has been such a lovely interview <laughs> yeah i enjoyed it as well I just want to go and draw like everything now. I just know, like... I know. I'm really inspired by your just spontaneous attitude to just drawing stuff and just oh, I'm just gonna do some drawing. It's great. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Oh, so good. <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah, I I definitely feel like we need a bit more spontaneity sometimes because we get quite caught up on oh, okay, I'm gonna draw now. <laughs> it's got to be great. <laughs> it's like, just loosen up a bit and just draw something. Have fun with it. Maybe that's cool about, about comics, because um, especially in Germany, there's, um, um, there's a lot of 
it's a small comic community, and Germany is a really bad country for, for comics. Oh, really? Because huh. no, nobody really reads comics, and uh, so there's not a lot of money involved. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of great graphic novels and, and, and people who do graphic novels, or um, like bigger comics, mm -hmm. and uh, also a lot of cool people who do small zines, and that's maybe... Uh, you have a feeling of uh, that you can, I have in any case, uh, that that you can experiment and just do whatever you want because there isn't a lot of money involved in, in the end anyway. Mm. So maybe that's that's a nice outlet of for, for these kind of, to get spontaneous. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true because then you're not, maybe it's like you're not thinking about the... Um the bottom line so to speak or about like i need to be paid for this and therefore da, 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 da. it's again you can literally <laughs> it's so free <laughs> yeah and you, you meet up with a lot of people who have the same attitude and just doing it for themselves and for the fun of it so yeah. that's that's a nice thing uh, there, there's so much like raw passion in it that is uh <laughs> is driving it in a way yeah, maybe that's that, yeah. that's that's a bad that's a good thing about a bad bad uh, commercial uh, <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there might not be a lot of money, but there's a lot of raw fashion. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Oh, oh that concludes Thomas's interview. My goodness gracious, it was perfect. I loved it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so good. My mind was completely blown just about his techniques for negotiating tricky backgrounds with awkward perspective or interesting perspective. Mm -hmm. It's always befuddled me how, how those backgrounds get drawn and made and how then they work when they're in shot and now I feel like the veil has been lifted slightly and I, I understand all the clearer. The brains. It's so, so practical. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited to sort of put it into practice next time I have to draw some kind of weird perspective. And I feel like now I've got the toolkit to be able to tackle it. It's not some weird unknown magic. <laughs> it's just drawing some lines in the right kind of way yeah. and just giving it a go. I feel like perspective is like that. It seems so daunting at first, but then mm -hmm. once once you get into just like the step-by-step -step of how it works, it's like, oh, I guess that's not so bad. And then like with Thomas and, and him like further clarifying it, it's just like, oh, geez, we can do this. This is fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And just the fact of using a camera to help you and see how that captures what's in front of the lens. It's, it's so good. It's just about using the tools that you have available to you. Mm. It's so good. Yeah. My other favourite thing was his whole bit about just trying things and see if they work. I often find it quite easy to be a bit lazy, if I'm honest. And decide in my head whether something's gonna work or not without actually trying it mm -hmm. and then I usually decide that no it's not gonna work but I think if if I actually tried it out on paper or in photoshop I think the act of actually trying it will yield better results or even more interesting results mm -hmm. I think I'll certainly learn a lot more in the process of doing it rather than just sort of playing through it in your mind and deciding that it's not worth pursuing before you've even actually attempted it. Yeah, totally. I, I feel like whenever you give something a go, like a, like actually like move forward with the action, even if it's just for like a shorter amount of time, um, then 
you discover a lot more about it. Like, oh, this is what it's actually like. It's not just the impression of what it is. It's what it actually is. Mm -hmm. I also like that comment about, like, not being lazy about it. Because I do think it's funny. I was having a talk last night just about um, how much energy it takes to be, like, indecisive with something. You know, like, quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. The conversation was in the sense of talking about how much energy it takes to, like, second-guess what you're doing a lot. And mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of like doing the task twice because you're like, oh, I did it, but was it the right way? So, <laughs> um, which is why it's so tiring to second-guess yourself so much because you're literally doing something at least twice. Wow. Yeah, and I kind of wonder if that could even feed into the idea of um, – Thinking if something will work before actually doing it, you're expending all of this energy trying to think like, well, is this going to work? Let's assess the situation and go through all the bits. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't even move forward with the action, then it's like you've expended all of this energy <laughs> on so like on something that like you haven't even really done anything for. <laughs> so it just it just seems like in like uh, in both scenarios, the most effective in terms of like using the least amount of energy. Uh, So the most effective, quote-unquote, way of going about it, um, as well as the most informative, is just to do the thing. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. So so it's like, um, like, of course, like, planning is always good. You don't just want to, like, jump in with something all the time like without thinking about it but you don't have to overthink something you can just do it and it'll and you'll like most likely you'll be just fine wow yeah right oh that is so spot on i i'd never thought about it like that i didn't either till last night and i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness that's that's so good yeah because my entire life i've either second guessed or I've been overthinking things before I do them and now it makes so much sense that actually the time that you spend there going oh I don't know if that's a good should I should I do that or maybe I could try in the time that you spent doing that you could have just done it and find out yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and even if it's like even if it's a, a fear that is you know driving the overthinking or you're just wanting to be thorough I mean that's that's all good. It's okay to it's okay to be scared to do something, mm. but also I think once you find that, you know, once you do it, you'll find that it's actually not as bad. Even if it's a matter of like getting through the first like 5 to 10 minutes of being like, "Oh, this is a struggle." Then mm-hmm. you'll get into your flow and then you'll be like, "Oh, this is this is nice. This yeah. is nice actually. I don't mind this so much." <laughs> oh my goodness. That is wow. That is yeah. the insight of the month, I think. <laughs> got your got your November insight for you. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my goodness. Oh, man, oh man. I wow. love it. So Thomas, thank you so much for all of your uh fabulous insights. I'm saying fabulous a lot today. I don't care. Fabulous is a fabulous, fabulous. Word. own it. I love the word fabulous. And this interview is fabulous. And Thomas you're fabulous thank you so much for everything (laughs) yeah it's been so good thank you for all your cool prompts that have prompted these cool conversations yeah oh my goodness so if you'd like to follow thomas and check out his work you can visit his website thomaswellman.eu and again that's going to be t-h-o-m-a-s-w-e-l-l-m-a-n-n dot e-u as well as his socials 
for Twitter, that's going to be at Thomas Wellman. And for Instagram, that is at Wellmouse, which is W-E-L-L-M-A-U-S. Mm-hmm. And again, if you'd like to fill your eyeballs and your whole brain forever with some of his work in real life, don't forget to check out his latest book, Nika Lotta Mangold, and more of his prints and other books, all available on his Rotopol Press artist page in both English and German. You can go to rotopolpress.de, which is R-O-T-O-P-O-L-P-R-E-S-S dot D-E, and search for Thomas Wellman. Or you can find the link in the blog post and on our socials for this episode, diyanimation.show forward slash diya23. And then if you want, you can follow us on all your favorite social media yeah. channels. That's going to be at DIYA Show on Instagram and Twitter, the DIY Animation Show on Facebook, and of course our website, DIYAnimation.show. And if you'd like, you can also follow and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Yep, yep. And if you'd like to support the DIY Animation Show, consider buying us a coffee over at coffee.com forward slash DIYA Show. That's ko-fi.com forward slash DIYA show. And if you can't donate, no sweat. We totally get it. Instead, you can share your favorite episode. And don't forget to tag us in it so that we can say thank you. Mm -hmm. We'll be back next month with this year's low-key Christmas special. So grab your Christmas jumper, your mince pie, maybe some eggnog and hot chocolate, all the goods, and join us as we wind down for a Christmas break. I think we are all looking forward to it this year <laughs> oh yes yeah <laughs> it's been yeah a very hectic second half of the year for both of us this time so um mm-hmm. yeah christmas break which just christmas means sleeping break. for a week <laughs> you know you just get onto the uh the episode and it's just us sleeping and it's like <laughs> this is this the episode like yeah that's great. <laughs> Just peaceful sounds of like heavy breathing and the occasional snuffle. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, we'll we'll get you a better episode than just that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, t- totally, yeah. But please tune in. We will not be sleeping. On the it will episode. be animation related. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, uh, so until then, <laughs> follow your heart and have fun animating. Yeah, uh, we'll catch you in December. Yeah, have a good month, you guys. The DIY Animation Show is an indie production from your hosts, Jessica Dahl and Lauren Morse. Our theme music was provided by Azure Flux. Subscribe at DIYanimation.show. If you liked this podcast, Maybe you'll enjoy more art and story podcasts from our friends at the Oatly Academy of Visual Storytelling, featuring insights from some of the most inspiring voices in animation, games, biz effects, comics, and children's books. Find them at friendsofdiya.com. We'll see you next time. Bye! Thank you for having me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're most welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah.
now we have yeah. to to ease out and <laughs> right yeah. like uh, so have you like like I always think of the joke where it's like like you kind of like say thank you and like goodbye and all that and then you're walking in the same direction like hey yeah, yeah, that's yeah. 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 <laughs> that's <a good> <laughs>